My name is Caitlin and the percentage of time that I wear deodorant is like one out of every five days. So 20% of the time you. you wear deodorant. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad. Honestly, like there's a problem with putting on too much deodorant. Like as totally. like, uh, I've tried, I've tried the natural approach, like the no aluminum and that stuff is horrible. Like it makes you Why? smell more. Oh, really? Yeah, because aluminum <laughs> blocks your pores. Yeah. Uh, but it gives you cancer too. So it's like mm, weigh your weigh your options. So it's like throw, um, yeah. it's just, it's like throw a little lead in your body. Who throw cares, a little lead. You know? I'm just generally not a very sweaty person. So I can get away. And I'm always cold. Look Lucky at me. It's you. 80 degrees outside and I'm in a vest and a sweatshirt. That's <laughs> so. very fair. Okay. That tracks. All of that tracks. Uh, and I'm Zach and I wear deodorant. I'm going to say 60% of the time. Whoa. It's not always. It's not always. You know, like I feel like I, you, you got to be careful with it. You know, like it, it, it is putting stuff in your body. But I have two reasons. Like first is like I'm home by myself all day. Like nobody yes. else is going to smell me yeah. and then the the other one is like there's been scientific studies of pheromones natural pheromones and like so if you're looking to find like somebody and they smell your natural pheromones i actually went to one time a pheromone like blind dating uh event back in back in the day in portland it was very interesting that they, is like, such a portland thing like it's if you told so me Portland. that was in Chicago, I wouldn't have believed you. Nope, never <laughs> happening here. Portland. Portland to the T. And it was like right when I moved to Portland and I was like, dude, this is like, they have the naked bike race, which is so Portland. And I was like, dude, I gotta like, I gotta take part in this. Some of the, there's a yes. reason these people love this stuff. So yes. I went to one uh, and it was interesting. It was very interesting. They had you like work out in a shirt, right? Like a t-shirt. And you like work out and then like you, you put it in a bag and then like people went and you like smelled people's like natural sweat pheromones and you could tell like some of them are gross and some of them are like okay that's not too bad you know like there is something in our brain that like triggers that affection based on smell you Holy know like shit. there is that tie and uh it was really interesting it okay really two interesting. i have two follow-up questions one yeah Hit me. This is our uh, longest intro ever, but it's very interesting. Stick with us. Stick with this us. is worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One, the pheromones. Did you um you they so they had you work out so you could like exude natural pheromones, but then yep. was the task to like literally smell your blind date, or did you just like go on a date? No, they uh had they had it in a bags like men and women right and you could do like it, it wasn't like uh gender specific you could do whatever you were interested in but they had men and women separated in uh different bags and then each bag had a number and you went through and smelled them and then ranked your like top three numbers oh, and then at the up. end of the day at the end of the night like they announce who is every number what did right? you put in the bag your t-shirt that you worked out in that you worked out in. So you worked out in your t-shirt, threw the t-shirt in the bag, and then you just took like a little smell of like all the bags, picked out your top three numbers. And then if you, you were both in each other's top three, they like introduced you. And they were like, here, like you both chose each other. Was it successful for you? Yeah, I got, I went on two dates. I mean, they didn't go anywhere, but like, it was like, uh, you know, it wasn't unpleasant dates yeah. by any means. Oh my um, God, wild crazy right and then i did have a follow-up joke but i'm not even gonna make it now so it's <laughs> past 
<laughs> well, on that note, in the roundabout way, welcome, welcome. to Manipulating the Masses. <laughs> Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. <laughs> it's fascinating, though, right? Like, it's, that is it's wild. Crazy. I've never heard of that. So let me try to, you know, I'm always trying to segue our conversation. So this is going to be a difficult segue. But it, I mean, maybe not like it's, it's, you know, smells pheromones. We're talking about Old Spice today, body wash, deodorant, uh, a specific smell. Do you like are you familiar with like the Old Spice smell? It's pretty like, unique to the brand, right? Like, well, I guess, well, what's your me, Yeah, let me ask you because you said the Old Spice smell, but they have different varieties. So is there Different. one smell you're thinking of or just like the overarching, like you can tell that if you're wearing Old Spice, I'm no matter the like, scent? Yeah, I'm thinking like the classic Old Spice, but also like even in their other variations of the scent, there's still like, I can't, I'm, I can't describe it, but there's still something there that you just know. Like yeah. I, I think of like Irish Spring as well, like the soap Irish mm. Spring. Like, I don't know if you've ever smelled that, but it's like distinct. Yeah. to that brand like there's a certain smell you know in my head i'm getting it mixed up with axe yes yes so axe maybe, is maybe that answers my question or that maybe that answers your question no i don't think i can differentiate old spice and axe they're both very very potent and actually mm. in middle school or high school the guys used to do axe bombs and they would like <laughs> Yeah. They would like hold down a can of Axe and throw it into the girls' locker rooms in gym. So like the whole locker room would just smell like Axe. And like to a degree, it smelled good, but you don't need a whole can of Axe up your oh. nostrils, in your brain. Like there's probably still some toxic chemicals left over. Oh yeah. I was going to say, speaking of like um, toxic chemicals. But know? then also like in middle school, I think that's when guys started first experimenting with colognes and stuff. And like Axe mm. was the cheap version of colognes. And so, yeah, um, yeah. And okay. so it just reminds me of middle school, like when guys used to sp like spray way too much of it, way too much. <laughs> but again, I'm talking about Axe. I could be talking about Old Spice. I don't know the difference. I think I think at that in middle school age, they're synonymous. But I yeah. think you did answer one of my future questions, and I will we'll get to that in a second. But middle school I think boys. you're lots of oh yeah lots of middle school boys do not cut that and edit that that is out of context all right <laughs> um okay so uh, in, in the vein of old spice we're going to be looking uh at their infamous uh campaign that they ran uh featuring the guy uh just the silliness i guess is the overall campaign they didn't i couldn't really find like an overarching name for the campaign but we all know what it is when we say old spice i think it's 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 amazing i mean it's the first campaign that really like quote unquote broke the internet pre kim kardashian break the internet uh it did utilize the digital space in a brand new way that brands had never never seen before um and so it was uh and specifically we're going to start with the old spice after hours campaign so is their launch of their after hours red zone after hours um 
there's the body wash uh okay so these are why do you think like these are notoriously like this comes up in top 10 advertising campaigns most loved advertising campaigns of all time this old spice ad campaign why do you think it resonated so well with people like what's well, your opinion can you describe it to me yeah it's a little bit farcical silly it's like the we'll get into the specific ad do you remember any off the top of your head like you can't think of any like I can think um, of a few Old Spice commercials. Um, one of them wasn't there like a man and a horse. Yes, we'll talk like, about that one specifically. Yes. There's that um, one. And then uh, there's like the ones recently in 2022 where the woman is stealing the man's Old Spice mm -hmm. gels or whatever it is. So there's that one, but I don't yeah, remember, I, like, I can't, can you, can you try to describe this campaign that went viral? Yeah. Uh, the specific ad that went viral. Um, I, I just, I'm being vague now because we're going to go in depth on that specific oh, ad coming okay. up. Okay. Um, but like, do you remember, like, I mean, Terry Crews was in it for a while where like his head popped off and turned into a bowling ball and then exploded. Like, you know, these, are, I think the overall theme of the campaign is they're like out of this world, ridiculous, fast paced, like, yeah. you know, uh, self-deprecating in some ways. Like, uh, I guess it was this, it was the first step into this like advertising awareness where they took this campaign and it knows it's an ad, right? I think before ads were always like trying, we talked about pharmaceuticals, like trying to take you away, trying to move you away. And this was like fully acknowledging that this is an advertisement. We're just gonna make fun of ourselves and really be farcical and ridiculous about it to yeah. get your attention, right? You, yeah, I think you said it. Um, everything that I was thinking is uh, this idea, people don't wanna be sold to ever. Mm -hmm. So um, when people make fun of themselves, that's when it resonates with your audience. Yep. And I can't say that that's across the board, because some commercials are more impactful if they are informational and you are trying to advertise. But I would say the humor aspect of it is why it resonates, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's such a touchy humor is such like a touchy subject, but I think they do it really well. Yeah. Um, so the ad, the original ad, the I'm on a horse ad that you referenced, uh, began in 2010. So these type of ads have been running for, you know, decade plus. Uh, and it was originally framed as a Super Bowl ad. So to give you a little background, Procter and Gamble, who owns Old Spice, uh, wanted to promote their new Old Spice Red Zone After Hours body wash. Uh, and specifically, which I thought was interesting, they wanted to advertise this men's body wash to women which like during the Super Bowl, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, like why would the Super Bowl is not exactly a women centric event, but specifically they wanted to target this men's body wash to women because their research showed that women made up 60% of the men's body wash sales. Uh -huh. So I, when I said that you answered my question, you're, you're married. Do you buy your husband's body wash? Like, are you involved in the purchase of, his no, smells? I don't do anything for my husband because, you know, I'm a firm <laughs> feminist. <laughs> so maybe I'm not the greatest person to ask, but he did. So I, I, 
if you're asking if I am attracted to Old Spice, like the scent, is that kind of a backwards way of asking? Or no, I just think is okay. my question was straight up: Do you buy his body wash? Like, let's no. put him on blast really quick. You, he buys his good, good man, good man. Um, but does that number surprise you? Does sixty percent no. surprise no. you? And why do you why why not? Because on a personal level, I am like very attracted to a, a scent. Like I actually really like the smell of like overpowering cologne or like Old Spice <laughs> or something. And again, maybe yeah. I'm in the minority on that. But like, if a guy has like cologne or Old Spice on it, and Old Spice is very, very, very strong. Like that is what yeah. that is their brand, yep. a strong scent. And so mm -hmm. if you you smell that, you're like you just got out of the shower. You're clean. Like there's something attractive about that. So okay. it doesn't surprise me. Obviously, I'm in the 60% of women. So yeah, that's that are very involved. I, I like the different direction you went with it. Like you were like, oh, that like it's attractive to smell a certain way. I was just yeah. like, dude, men are lazy and don't give two shits about it. So the women in their life are like, no, I'm getting you this body wash. You do like that's the direction I took it. But <laughs> still, like, even as a woman, good. there's so many options. Like, why were 100%. they directed? why were they going towards old spice i think it's because there's the that very strong overpowering smell that is attractive yeah, yeah well they they i i think they weren't initially in 2010 going after old spice and that's why they wanted to launch this campaign but women were making those decisions mm -hmm. in the household they were like okay if i'm buying my my guy his own body wash i'm going to pick the body wash for him um 60 of the time over half which I mean, like surprising, but not surprising. Like, um, so they, they wanted to create this ad. Oh, Can I say something else? I would also yeah. say that in our previous podcast, we've always discussed how women are the purchasing decision makers of the household. So uh, there's that. Let's weigh that in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, so they're, they're tasked with making a Super Bowl ad about men's body wash targeted to women and PNG uh went to the Portland Oregon shout out Portland again uh based agency Wyden and Kennedy which if you're in the industry they're they're the big dogs like they're they are um huge huge company huge agency uh their work frankly like is astounding it's so good like I, I it kills me to say that to as a for a competitor, but it's good. Uh, the agency. We will say, as a startup agency, Wyden and Kennedy is kind of the direction of why we chose McMillan and Phillips. Like yep. they are the agency to aspire to be like. Absolutely, and the, here's the reason why. I mean, some of their work, their agency is credited with coming up with all of the Samsung ads. So all of those flashy Samsung ads is Wyden and Kennedy. They're credited with. Do you remember when KFC ran with ads with the Colonel? Yeah. you know like yeah. uh the the colonel they tried to make the colonel a character i think that didn't do so well but uh you know it you resonated get i remember yep. yeah yeah it, you get their quirkiness like it was a very quirky colonel it wasn't like traditional this was my 16. it was a weird one right um go ahead i remember just if we want to talk about those commercials i don't know if you have stats attached to them but i feel like they were kind of successful because they had a long running and oh, yeah. the colonel kind of morphed into different characters because remember when he was at the beach and he was mm -hmm. like getting this really really dark tan and there was like finger licking good there was like hands coming up from the yep. sand like it was just i mean it was weird, weird. yeah yep 
And that's a, I pointed that one out because like and you're right. I think they did have success with it, but like that's that's the style that they're known for is like and you see that resonating with the old spice. Like you see the similarities between how they approach the colonel uh in KFC and how they approached old spice. Like it's like weird offbeat kind of quirkiness. Um so they did that one. I, I don't know if you've seen TurboTax's new ads where they're like live do your thing and it's like a TurboTax match you know like they're like i do this on the side like do your thing mm. kind of again weird turbo tax ads mm. there it's about tax but it's a little quirky um i and i don't know if you follow like mcdonald's they launched this huge uh collaboration with sweetie the rapper sweetie mm. and mm. it was like the sweetie meal widen kennedy came up with that and it was like collaborations of like a meal um and most notably i mean the I mean, just one of the greatest campaigns of all time. Uh, they're credited with the Just Do It campaign for Nike. Um, that's that's where it started. And we all know about that one. It is, mm -hmm. I mean, one of the most successful campaigns of all time. So they work with Nike quite a bit. They're in Portland. Nike's in Portland. You know, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of Nike work there. So they're just they're beasts like they're incredible. Um, so they set out in 2010 to make this body wash ad targeted at women. And uh, since the ad played during the Super Bowl, they hired a former football player, Isaiah Mustafa, to play this kind of brooding man's man uh, type of character. And they created the, the ad, the man your man could smell like. <laughs> and in this and in this ad, so this is where I'll recap the ad that you're talking about. So uh, in this ad, Isaiah steps out of the shower shirtless. He has a towel wrapped around him. And he promptly asks the viewer, uh, hello, ladies, look at your man. Now look at, back to me. Now look at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me, but he could smell like me. Uh, and that's how they kick it off. That's so uh, it's good. It's great. It's so good, right? It's so good. And they're talking directly to the viewer. And then like the bathroom background tears away and he's on a boat and then a sweater falls down out of nowhere and it's like perfectly draped and the towels ripped away and he has boating shorts underneath him. He's like, now I'm on a boat. And then he holds up a clam and he's like, here's a clam with two tickets to that event you wanted to. And then the clam turns to diamonds and diamonds start falling out of his hands. And then an old spice comes up. Um, and then, you know, he ends the ad on uh, riding on a horse. And the last line of his is, you know, I'm on a horse. And then the tagline is smell like a man, man. And that's the end of the uh, that's the end of it. So, like, I mean, it's so interesting because this is an ad targeted at women. Right. But it's farcical. The tagline smell like a man, man. Like, how do you how do you see them grappling that strategy right like what do you think went on in the creative room well i also think like oh, i think it's just so good on so many levels because smell like a man man can also be kind of like toxic masculinity but they made it in such a great way where it's like it's not traditional masculinity like he's riding mm. on a horse that's not associated with men <laughs> he's, he's like yeah. opening up a clamshell so i'm sure like the agency was kind of like what just the strangest fucking things that are not associated with men that we can get away with this tagline. And so mm -hmm. like the kind of parallels and the uh, contradictory of the imagery versus the tagline is what sealed the deal. I love that. And then as the target demographic, cause you're the target demographic. I mean, does that resonate with you? Does that get you to pay attention and maybe look at old spice and be like, all right, like, 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what do you yeah. think? I'm shaking my head. Yes. Um, because also I don't remember that commercial super well, but as you were describing it, I was laughing, like smell like a yeah. man, man. Yeah. That's so stupid, but so yeah. good. Like, yep. I don't know. <laughs> I'm with it's you. Funny. I'm with you. It's funny. And it's kind of poking fun at your husband or your boyfriend or something. And like, I, I think that resonates. It's always the I, making fun of someone, but in a very lighthearted manner. Like you're either making fun of yourself or you're making fun of someone else, but you're doing it in not a, a detrimental way. Yes. I, I think that bring, brings up to the great point of, you know, psychology behind this is teasing. And teasing is like an innate evolutionary piece of our brain, right? Like it, we humans are very social people and teasing allows us to kind of work like not only teasing but allowing ourselves to be teased builds bond right like he's not just teasing the viewer and he is at the beginning but he's also teasing himself you know like i think he's it's farcical and he's making fun of himself and it builds the bond between like if you feel picked on but you're also like can pick on someone else it it, it create and the brand did that beautifully and there was a huge attachment to this character that they created um the impressive part of the ad for me, and you'll love this, uh, is it was shot in one shot. So like the bathroom, there, there, it was, there was only a little CGI when the diamonds were falling out of his hands um, and the Old Spice like ripped up, but that was the only piece. Like they actually filmed on this deserted Malibu beach. There was a ba bathroom background that tore away and a half boat and then an actual horse, which was like in the story of the ad was like a diva. It took him like 65 takes to get it done. Um, but it's all shot in one shot, which is super impressive, right? So how did he get from like the sand to a boat? Is that obvious in the actual video? Uh, no, they hide it. So they're zoomed in on the chest up. So he's actually moving on the boat, but there's a half boat that leads into the sand, right? So we only see when the bathroom tears away, we see that the boat, It look, but it's just a half of a boat. Um, we see the boat and he's walking to the right. And then as it zooms out, he's he's in the sand. And then as it, zo and it zooms back in on him. And when it zooms out again, he's on a horse. So- But how did, if it's shot in one take, how did the horse get into it from the boat? movie magic i don't I, you're asking i've never been on a production like that i they just did it in one shot i'm just relaying the information caitlin i like i did not that part did not stick out to me i was like oh cool one shot and i did not stay and i did not well look the only reason it. i ask is because this might be a little confusing to listeners because the film um i think it's 1920 the oh film, yeah the war movie they 1917. Said, yeah. Was it 1917? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, so. Um, did you see it? Yes. Yes, I did. I actually loved it. And I do not like war movies at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big historical buff. Like it's not that interesting to me. Um, and also war is, yeah, makes me emotional, yep. but, yep. um, they, that their claim to fame was it was done in one shot. Mm -hmm. Um, but they I, would like cut at, they I would just, cut at one point and pour, like a 30 second commercial. This is a 30 second ad spot, one shot. Like they would just go back, start it from the beginning. And like they would, it would just kind of like follow the character. But what right? they meant by one shot was not that they literally filmed an entire movie in one day. It was the fact that there were no scene breaks or scene mm -hmm. cuts. 
And mm -hmm. so the one shot was just the way it was filmed, the way it was shown to and the edited. audience mm -hmm. and edited, but they were still doing multiple, multiple takes in order to get that fluidity throughout that film. Yep. Um, so I, I think I was just asking and probing a little bit more was it was that was the commercial like that where they didn't necessarily film it all in one take, but it was shown as one take yeah or am I, think, I confusing everybody right now no i i let me yeah I, let me clarify because i know what you're getting at there's a difference between one shot and one take right one shot is that fluidity that you're talking about it's taken in multiple takes but it's edited and structured together so it looks like a single shot yes uh the old spice ad was one take take okay. meaning it okay. just went through and then if they didn't get it it reset to the beginning okay. and they went through again okay. uh which is that, impressive so yeah that did help clarify i don't know how they got the horse there to round it all <laughs> i don't know how they got the horse there okay. <laughs> movie magic <laughs> movie magic i don't fucking know um either way it's an impressive piece of work and i think the the funny part about this entire ad is that it never aired during the super bowl they uh they made it for the super bowl they structured it for the super bowl but what happened is the png team decided to release this ad a few days before super bowl weekend right like maybe a week or so or something about super bowl weekend and it took off on youtube it got like 25 million hits um in the first week people were loving it people i went to the youtube page people are still commenting on it like a couple months ago like this is the greatest ad ever like it took off on youtube and they were like man we're getting all this free press this free publicity from youtube why are we spending seven million dollars on a 30 second super bowl spot yeah so they just cut the spot and they just route wrote out that free publicity and they let natural uh you know natural visibility take over mm -hmm which is like the first time we've really seen an ad do that, right? Was like that, that was 2010, you said? 2010, correct. Yeah. So um, that was the first time that we see, we saw like a digital specific ad just kind of go viral mm. in, um, in a sense. And we see, I mean, would you agree? We see brands trying to do that all the time now, right? Like, I mean, I'm thinking like the Ikea ASMR video that we reviewed in our <laughs> ASMR episode that's 25 minutes long. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's just a video, but they're not running that spot anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, um, I understand what you mean. Like they are, uh, they are building ads specific to the digital platform. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and meant to be just consumed like a short video, like not running any ad placements or media buys behind it, just yep. letting it take off organically yeah um and that's it was amazing and so to give you some numbers um that ad that just ran online uh the next month or the next like quarter or something like that they uh saw a 60 percent increase in red zone body wash sales and it actually doubled to 125 percent increase in the quarter after that so um and the entire goal of the campaign PNG set out was a 15% increase and they increased sales by 125%. Um, absolutely impactful, worked so well. Uh, and the character himself was such a success. Um, wait, uh, sorry, I lost my spot. 
Yeah, uh, the character was a success. Uh, so they actually released the second series of videos. Uh, they, they, I mean, this was a whole campaign. We talked about it for a decade. But the second series of videos that found a lot of success online was they did a like quick hitter, five minute videos of this character that that the guy was playing, Isaiah was playing, in direct response to like comments on the original YouTube ad. So, and these are hilarious. Like they're in the same tone, but they like named it after the person that like said the response and they were like our response. And he would like respond in character to these. And they, it was a huge hit. Like it was the follow-up and it just like took off to the point that, and can you imagine this? I want you to think of this as like a brand director, creative director for a company. This character, Isaiah, um, he was invited on the Ellen DeGeneres show because of this ad was such a success. He was like a guest spot on the Ellen DeGeneres show and Oprah announced on her show that she was running to go old spice and how much she loved the character in the commercial. Oh my God. Talk about amazing publicity, right? Like unbelievable. I, I think that also, I got it just, reaffirmed my belief that they're poking fun at like masculinity because he was anything but masculine. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can't yeah. say he was anything but masculine. Like he's a very masculine man doing unmasculine things, riding yes. a horse like naked. Like that's yes. very romance novel-esque. And yeah, so I, with a seashell that opens to like tickets to that event yeah. that you want to go to. Like, like yeah, the seashell. Yeah. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. I, I think that direct contradiction helped seal the deal for that character and the brand. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, they had Terry Crews come in. Uh, he played the character for a while and now they're like running like decade ads, like a few years ago where it's like a decade of this. They have like, they gave, you know, this Isaiah guy, they gave him a son. Like it, it's, it's that still format of like ad sitcom, you know, yeah. it's like long running jokes and it's just, you put these people in different situations and you just run it as a sitcom. I think that's yeah. the golden nugget right there. Um, but my question, let's, let's talk the marketing style for a little bit. Like what other brands do you see can you think of off the top of your head that are making this shift like to direct video platforms like YouTube and away from digital commercials like or away from like traditional commercials? Like, do you see any other brands that you know, like that are constantly putting out digital style content and not really and moving away from traditional? I do, yeah. but I don't know if this is going to resonate with anybody, maybe not even you, but I see a lot of monday.com ads, which is a project mm. management software. I don't see monday.com anywhere else, but video display on YouTube. They have a billboard in Chicago. I passed Oh, they do? Time. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, um, but it is mostly video. So I think you're right. Software is software. huge. I mean, that's what we get hit. I get hit with so many agency software ads. I mean, that's just what they're doing, but they're not really, are they memorable? Like with the monday.com ads, do you remember any of them? I personally do because I um, liked the way they did it, but that's also because I am a project manager. So I'm always looking for new ways to improve our processes. Well, Um, how did they do it? Can you describe it? Like, how did they do it? Um, they had someone talking to the camera directly, 
um, inside of an office. It looked like a typical startup environment, you know, mm. like you have the ping pong tables, you have like this great environment. They're talking directly to the camera and then overlaying graphics of Monday. So they're talking about how easy it is, but then the, the graphics are also showcasing the mm. the process itself and there's a lot of yeah. animations there's a lot of noises um it's just kind of a feel good more so than just like hey we have a new project management software it's very much like we're showing you how to work through it and how easy it is and yeah. the combination of graphics plus actual person talking to the camera made it attractive to me yeah can i tell you what i call those ads k-pop ads man <laughs> like they're it's like it's like bright flashy colors like noises you have the graphics with people mm -hmm. like they're it's very k-poppy to me like if you've why ever you seen k-pop videos wait why yeah. do you make that association to k-pop because oh. like have you ever seen a k-pop video no i haven't but i'm thinking of what it would look like yeah, you should watch some K-pop videos. They're amazing. But like it gives me they're all very brightly colored, right? They have lots of noise and effects and but it is overlaid with like people dancing in a gotcha. very synchronized structured way. Gotcha. You know, it's like it's like it's well put together, but it's got a lot of color and it's just designed to like make you feel good in your brain, you know? Yeah. Like and that's what these ads are trying to do. It's, it's like elements like, on top of elements on top of elements. Yeah, but all very brightly colored. Like uh, that's a, I think there's not a lot of dullness to it. It's like big pops, big pops yeah. of color. And monday.com um, is like their brand is primary colors, red, yellow, green. So yep. there's that. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. Um, yeah, and I, I see, I don't see Old Spice doing this as much, but like, I think software companies are now trying to get into it. Can you think of like, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but what on the flip side, like what companies are still, what brands or industries are still doing traditional commercials? Insurance. Insurance is sure as shit one, absolutely. Cars. Cars, yeah. Why? Now Why that I think, think about it, kind of like antiquated industries as a whole, like the car industry saying. has been around forever and they're still relying on traditional media. Insurance has been around forever. They're relying on traditional media. Um, yeah. What happened to those dealership commercials? I used to, you know, those were always fucking I see those all the time. Wacky. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you do? Yes. You do? I, I don't think I ever, maybe I just don't pay attention to them. Mm. But like, no, I see dealership like, commercials all the time. That's kind of what I'm thinking of when I think of car commercials. I also oh, think so of um, Lincoln, like Lincoln did a big TV run for still is doing one because they tried to reinvent yep. the Lincoln. <laughs> yep. Like yep. this it's is a, a cool brand. car now. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. do we should explore that. We should explore the Lincoln because yeah, they tried I, to reinvent you. their brand. We're gonna. I mean, that. Matthew McConaughey did his best, right? Like he did his best. Um, he was in the one for Lincoln, right? I can't remember. You, I actually wasn't thinking of Matthew McConaughey, but you're right. He, he I think he Lincoln. was the one for Lincoln. Um, but uh, can we just take, can we unpack that for a second? Yeah. They had an A-list actor promote their brand and it's still not very memorable so i mean the ad was memorable because it was fucking him whispering to himself whispering. <laughs> yeah like, like come on let's not do this lincoln like let's not take ourselves so seriously like you're a fucking car yeah. like and here we have you know this football player being absolutely ridiculous and it just goes viral 
-hmm. and like he doesn't even have the the staying power of an a-list celebrity but yet their ad for fucking body wash was more impactful than having matthew mcconaughey (laughs) on your commercial so that's a note is is like that's the power of kind of poking fun at your industry or or comedy right like i think and matthew mcconaughey name... has the ability to do that like why did you yes. have him fucking whispering to himself i completely agree and it's like comedy will always resonate better i think you're bringing up a good discussion like i can't like car commercials they're all like transform your life like go places you've never yeah. gone before yeah. like like, like that doesn't resonate with anybody you know like i feel like if a car commercial you know what car commercial i do remember is the fucking dancing hamsters and that toaster box of a scion like that one's making fun of itself kia right like that one's making fun of itself and that sticks that resonates the ones where they're trying to make purchasing a car bigger than like changing your life is is Nah, it's it's a dumb. And you're that's not why changing Spice anybody's life. Like, be no. a realist when you're producing commercials. Yeah, especially like I, I think commercials. The goal is is recall and mm-hmm. memorability. Like, I don't yeah. even know if that's a word, but like, yeah. how often people remember it? Yeah. You know, and and in that vein, so like, do you have any other silly commercials that stick out to you? Like, do you have any other ones that besides insurance? You know, we talked about that one. But um, any other ones that are kind of like weird and like offbeat that you can think of, they're few and far between. I'll give you that. We've already unpacked like the insurance commercials, which I've been saying a long time. Those have been my favorite commercials for a while. They're good. Um, There's one I hate that I have brought up. I don't know if I've brought it up on this podcast before, but it did stick out in my head. It's about, it's a life insurance commercial and it's about the kids and the mom trying to kill the dad. Oh, yep. I know. And I fucking hated it so much because I was like, (laughs) this, it, it, it wasn't funny and it was trying too hard. It was trying to push the funny limits (laughs) and it was too much, it was too much. Um, but so that one didn't stick with me. I, but it it was that one that was like just weird and out there and, Mm. but it it wasn't successful in my head. Um, do you have any, maybe that could get me going? Uh, you know, funny, quirky ones. Uh, although come, I mean, I think insurance just floods the market. I will say the ones that I can recall in the past that are, that I think were great were, uh, and it's making a resurgence where the Starburst peaches and creams ad. Do you remember that little peaches and creams one? Like yep, that went yep, yep. huge viral, yep. right? Like, yeah. um, like that was a silly one. So I think Starburst did a good job. The other one that I think I found hilarious, they, they had to take it down. Um, but you know me, I love ads that like really push the limits. And I remember a digital campaign that Skittles released where it was like, porn shots but they were like all the like all this <laughs> the ejaculate was skittles and like they oh, were <laughs> and they would have God. these women like <laughs> getting <gasps> poured over with skittles <laughs> was, oh my god a perfect example of pushing the limits too far like scale it back skittles i thought it was fucking hilarious if i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you like i thought that was 
So funny. I remember. I also just think laughing. now that I'm thinking about it, like that could be funny, but like porn is like kind of a taboo subject. Like nobody openly talks about porn. Mm. So you're like putting everybody in a very uncomfortable position with that commercial. Mm. Like if it was a subject that was like widely discussed amongst people mm. and everybody could make fun of themselves for watching porn, then like, yeah, it would be a success. But nobody like is in that world yet. Like nobody just openly just maybe males do. I don't know. Nobody like no. openly discuss uh, not my like, friends. Yeah. Porn. <laughs> it's just like I mean, like, I, I don't think it's as taboo, like, you know, making jokes about it or just admitting that it's an active part of, let's just but say, 99% of people's lives. But but nobody admits but, that. No. I mean, so I'll admit it. I don't care. Like, I just accept it as, like, a common truth with everybody, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're in a relationship, not in it. Like, it, there's no, I, I think the shame around it is is misplaced. Like, it's it's so prevalent. I know yeah. that I know the statistics. I see the back end of the websites. Those things get to way too many fucking hits for them to for it to be a taboo, you know? Yeah. Um, which leads me, wouldn't it be an interesting campaign if they started running like commercials? Do you think porn websites will like start competing against each other? Like Do you running? really think they need to? I mean, there it's if you're <laughs> trying to break the stigma, I don't know. If you're That's trying to break fair. the stigma. That's fair. You know, Wait, I'm kind I of know. into this, like trying to normalize. But then, okay, now we're getting into like a really sticky subject because then there's like sex work, but then there's also like sex trafficking and those kind of play into each well, other. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Those are problems, but I don't think they're too rampant in the porn industry because you have to have like paperwork filed pretty frequently. Like, But if you upload... <laughs> We're on such a tangent. We went on a tangent. Okay. You know what? We could take a pause. Maybe that could be a theoretic. We just, it's Friday. <laughs> we, we're on a tangent. Let's bring it back to Old Spice. Let's okay, reel okay. it back yeah, in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think my final kind of like uh, talking point is uh, we've discussed this idea of like a spokesperson or a character for your brand quite frequently. Um, but I think we've also discussed it. Like it can either be impactful or it can be pretty fucking lame. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's no real middle ground, right? It can either really fall flat or it can be really, really good. What do you mm -hmm. think the characteristics, if you're building a brand spokesperson or a brand character, what do you think they're the characteristics that make it impactful? And what are the characteristics that make it, lame like how do you discern the two when you're building them mm. i compare the two that we've actually discussed on this podcast it's like flow and then we're talking about this old sky old spice guy um mm. but they're very different in the way that they approach the characters because flow is your approachable great aunt and mm -hmm. she's kind of someone you want to hang out with for five minutes and then be done with her um mm -hmm. and they play into that but then this Old Spice guy isn't really kind of that approachable character. He's actually kind of like, hey, challenge challenge me. Challenge yeah. your husband to be like me. So he's kind of like this in-your-face guy. But mm. he, he does it with great balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't find, and maybe we can help. you can help me, I can't find a commonality between these two characters that were ultra-successful. Hmm. Well, let's talk about then let's let's talk about the ones that are lame because I think of with spoke spokespeople 
like if they just have a celebrity endorsement like it's just a celebrity like matthew mcconaughey he's just like in the ad that's lame right he fell flat so yeah. i think that was a great example of like a spokesperson that fell really flat why so did maybe, he fall flat maybe know? there's there's the personality like you really have to dive deep into the personality of this character and make it ludicrous like yep. Flo is a little bit ludicrous because yes. she is that like bubbly personality, but it's not too much. And this guy is this in your face, confident man, but he's not too much. Like I appreciate being challenged a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Matthew McConaughey is just Matthew McConaughey driving a car. Yeah, <laughs> like, saying nonsense. Saying, saying nonsense. nonsense. You're like, yeah. Come on, Lincoln. You're not changing a lot, a lot, the world here with your car. Yep. You have I agree. to. So building, like, really, really, really leaning into that personality. And getting back to insurance, I think another one that failed miserably is uh, the general. Do you know the general insurance? Do you guys oh, have yeah. that? Where it's like that oh, little, yeah. and they get the likes of like Shaq and Snoop Dogg alongside of this yeah. character, have and you seen it just the falls new flat. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Have you seen no. the new ones that try to counteract the most ridiculous general? They're like trying to rebrand themselves. Have you seen those? No, I haven't seen them. Uh -uh. It, uh -uh. The the tagline is like, um, it. Oh God, I, it's something to Are the extent like of like fun of the old ads. A little bit, but they're not doing it like as a making fun of way. They're saying like, hey yeah, we have a ridiculous character, but we don't have ridiculous insurance. Like we're a legit mm. insurance company. And they're trying to convince people that they're a legit insurance company, which <laughs> just tells us that they failed so drastically in their previous ads. It was, yeah, I, I think you're spot on. That one did fail miserably that yes. now they have to counteract everything that they just did for the past 10, I mean, I, not 10 years. For a long like, time. A very long, long time. time. Mm -hmm. And I can hear the jingle. I mean, we talk about jingles a lot. Can you hear the jingle in your head? Uh, For a great lower uh, rate. Get online. Go to the general. Save, save some time. Save there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just had to kick me off. All <laughs> yeah. I heard was like the the general's like voice or whatever. But uh -huh. like, well, that, that I think he falls flat because he's not. I mean, he's a fucking general. Why right? is like, he why a general? Not? It's called the general insurance. They're yeah. like why do you have a character because it tells me like is this just for military is it like very yeah. confusing very confusing yeah. brand but but i think that we get to get our point our a successful spokesperson has personality the that character had no like he's a general what if he was just like in your face about insurance and like you know like it, but they just all they do is pair him with spokespeople it's the laziest like that Spoke is such a good point. It's lazy. Yeah, that is lazy marketing. Lazy. You're relying on Shaq's celebrity to promote this. And this character that you just like throw in there, you know? They're not, they do not work in tangent with each other. I wonder if a new agency took over the general because now they're coming up with a little bit. Well, first of all, they're counteracting everything that they put out the past couple of years and saying, hey, yeah. we're a legit insurance company. But there's also an, there's also a commercial where there's two people walking. One of them is Shaquille O'Neal. The other one is just a, a, a woman. And yeah. she says, it turns out um, walking in someone else's shoes is actually not that fun or something like that. Yeah. And 
Shaquille O'Neal is walking in her shoes. And so his like feet are busted through it. Like it's a little bit comical, but I mean, I still can't like why, why that tagline, but the imagery stuck in my head and it's a little bit, and it's way more interesting than Shaq breaking down on the side of the road in Arizona and saying, (laughs) you know, reciting the jingle from the general and like the general pops up and is like sitting in his, uh, his captain's seat or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to know if a new marketing agency took over or if they're I just trying be... to dude, they just need to rebrand. Just start over. Like start <laughs> over. I, man, I mentioned the general not even knowing if you know it, but you you have a, opinions about this campaign. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got you're coming I get, in hot. I get well, that's another one that relies on like a lot of traditional media. They rely yes. on commercials. Yes. So I get hit with them a lot. Yes. Yeah. So it is. Um, so uh, let me ask you another character spokesperson uh, that they're trying to make. What about Lily from AT and T? What's your What's your thoughts? You know on my that? opinion of Lily. Well, I mean, not everybody listens to every episode, so let, I want to hear it again because I I, <laughs> I don't like Lily. I don't yeah. like Lily. Why not? What and What you, makes that spoke spokesperson fall? Let's keep it marketing based ish. What makes that spokesperson fall flat for you? I just think Lily came into the equation too late. It's been done. I think she would have been successful a little bit earlier on, <clears throat> but you saw the success of Flow, and then what's weird, and we discussed this in the insurance company uh, podcast, but you saw the success of flow. And then you saw other insurance companies adapting that character, Jake from State Farm, the mayhem man, um, you saw that happening. And then Lily comes out like five years later or something. And I don't know why the insurance companies were so successful with those characters because Jake from State Farm resonates with me, the mayhem man resonates with me, Geico, Gecko, resonates mm, with me but then lily one. comes in and you're just like i don't need another spokesperson i don't need her what are we doing here um yeah i think it's because think that she... she doesn't have a personality there's exactly. nothing like quirky about her there's nothing interesting you have jake who's like the cool fucking bro like i want to yeah. go out on a date with jake and then <laughs> you have like the mayhem man which is just in your face chaotic like scratches on yep. his face like he's fighting yep. raccoons like yep. awesome but yep. yeah let's talk personality it's L- lily does not have a personality i completely yeah. agree and i think the root of it is when brands try to create a character that appeals to everyone it mm. appeals to no one right? Like it, it will, it, it's just like too bland. And like it or not, all of these characters, Jake from State Farm, Flo, uh, the Old Spice guy, all of them, some people are going to hate. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, this is stupid. Yeah. I hate it. I yeah. don't like it. But you just got to say, fuck those people. Right. There are people that aren't going to like it. We're going to find, we're going to be so like just the right amount of polarizing, right? Like just the right amount. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Cause I, you're, I you're gambling. You're saying if I get a hundred people to get on board with Jake from state farm, is it worth, is that money worth losing 50 people? Mm-hmm. So you have to outweigh your odds and, yep. and state farm is willing to do that. So you have to be willing to take a risk. And AT&T is like not willing to, uh, polarize, polarize. their audience. Mm-hmm. Good point. They're like, 
they're like, you know, they want everybody to buy AT&T. So they're trying to like yeah. appeal to everybody. Yeah. It's the same thing with the general, like their target market is everybody, right? Like you can see the ones where their target market yeah. is just like everybody. They're just like, That's we want as many point. people to buy it, right? Cause you think about insurance companies and there's like five or six insurance companies that are like really, really competing with each other. Yeah. And maybe in a, in a way the insurance company knows I can only have a small piece of the pie. I'm not going to take the whole pie. I just can't. There's six other mm -hmm. competitors that are equally as relevant as I am. So I'm just going to target this piece yep. and they go after that piece, but yep cell phone companies there's not as many out there anymore there's like t-mobile which merged with verizon i'm pretty sure i think poor uh, marketing they're, on all they're all <laughs> they're merging. all merged i think like <laughs> but you have, like sprint's gone right like sprint's out of here well yeah. i think verizon ate sprint but yeah so you yeah. so here's the thing it's like verizon and at&t are now these the top dogs and they are vying for the whole pie versus insurance mm -hmm. is like i'm willing to polarize my audience because i'm only going to get a small chunk of it and i might yep. as well get those diehards yep. um so yeah i think i'm with you i see a similarity I, I see a similarity with phones. We talked about how like the iPhone ads, like they're not memorable and the Samsung ads aren't really memorable. You know, um, they're like flashy, big productions, all that good stuff, but there's only really two of them. Right. And they're going after everybody. Yeah. And it's, and they've, they've kind of fallen flat. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it is, you need to create, if you're going to create a character or a person around the brand, they need to be a little bit polarizing. The the real life example for the non-marketing people that I can think of is, can you remember, I mean, the, the fervent passion for Bernie Sanders versus the apathy for Hillary Clinton, right? And I think that just played out right next to each other. This idea like Bernie is polarizing. Mm -hmm. He is, he is gonna, he believes and he's in your face challenging in a way. And Hillary Clinton was trying to appeal to everybody. And mm -hmm. that's what happens is like, you need to be just a little bit polarizing. That's why I think there's, I mean, not to get too political, but I, that's why I think there's apathy with Joe Biden too. He's trying to appeal to everybody and it's just, it doesn't work that way. You know? <sighs> My, yeah. my, what I'm thinking about right now, when we bring in like Bernie, Bernie Sanders and Hillary, it's like at the end of the day, Hillary did win between yeah. the two of them. So definitely, um, maybe politics isn't the best place to be polarizing. Maybe well, you do I, have to win out. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But to an element, like who had, who has better longevity? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Hit, everyone forgot about, about Hillary. Hillary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Bernie's, Bernie's still, still like, even though he yeah. lost, he's, he's going to be a cultural phenomenon for yeah. just like these old spice commercials. Like he, he there's going to be a cultural phenomenon for a long time, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, Hillary just kind of faded into obscurity. Yeah. Uh, and she lost to a very polarizing figure. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I don't know something to think about. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts? What's your overall thought on the old spice campaign? Good, bad. I just, I, well, I smile. So good overall. Good. Mm -hmm. Like I laugh at them. They're kind of, yeah, they hit a, they hit a soft spot for me. So yeah, I think it was very well 10. done. Very well done. Well, uh, we will be posting the old spice ads, our favorite ones to our Facebook group, manipulating the podcast. Nope. Uh, 
manipulating the masses podcast. I can I be honest with you really quick. You've said that like three times in a row, and I thought that's what it's called. And I was like, I'm not on the Facebook enough. Did I say <laughs> like, it? Oh yeah, you say manipulated the podcast like no, three I times don't. in a row. I'm going oh to, yeah, I'm, you do. Run it back. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll back. send you the I'll send you the clips. I'll send you the clips. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I just thought that's what it was called because, like, we are live uh, on Mondays, manipulating Mondays. We'll discuss uh, upcoming topics, so join us at uh, two thirty Eastern time. Uh, what is that? Eleven thirty a.m. Pacific time, and everywhere in between uh, for that. What plugs did I forget? Follow us on Instagram at our agency MacmillanPhillips.agency, Twitter Macmillan McPhilly Agency. Um, Anything else? No, Am I pl- looking plugging away? Yeah. You're Look at me. I'm getting this. better. I'm getting yeah. better at plugging. Uh, other than that, stay tuned. Rate. We'll be dropping episodes every Rate wait a and second. Review. Rate, Rate and review. review. I thought you said Rate wait. Review. Yes. Nope. Rate, Rate and review us, please. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we're always trying new content. Did you like the campaign breakdowns? Do you like the historical ones? We need feedback in order to be produce better content. Um that's all yeah live a good life hey enjoy it we'll be back next tuesday there's my sign off fuck you caitlin all right bye